0: Listener Production. In this episode of The Briefing, our interview with the rat daddy. Is
1: there anyone in New York City tonight that wants to go on a rat tour?
0: He's a New York rat tour operator, aka the rat guy, creator of Rat
1: Talk. There's mice crawling over the gum. There's mice crawling over the peanuts. There's mice crawling everywhere on top of the register.
0: That is Kenny Bulwark, and he's built a big TikTok following. Showing rats running around the streets of New York, he's now got 240,000 followers and millions of views, and people just find it so fascinating. So fascinating that he's now running his own rat tours seven nights a week, tanking tourists to New York's biggest rat infestations. The question is, why are people so fascinated by rats in New York? And why are there so many rats in New York?
1: It's like going on a safari out in the jungle. You never know what you're going to see. It's so unexpected. It's entertaining. It's unpredictable. You never know what you're going to see in the streets of New York City after dark.
0: Those questions are the subject of our briefing. First, here are today's big headlines.
2: Hello and TGIF, it is Friday the 29th of September, it's Jan Fran here and get ready to see and hear more about the voice to parliament because advertising spend is set to ramp up Uh, and this is as we head into the final fortnight of campaigning. So over the next two weeks leading up to obviously October 14, uh, which is when the referendum is happening. The Yes, 23, No and various third-party organisations are on track to spend more than $30 million on advertising. Of course, the big thing that they need to do is win over those soft and undecided voters. So, unsurprisingly, South Australia and Tasmania will be ground zero for both those Yes and No campaigners. As we've said on the show many, many times, Tom, we need a majority of voters in a majority of states New South Wales and Victoria looking like yeses, Queensland WA knows. Therefore, that's why Tassie and South Australia have become those battlegrounds.
0: Yeah, and reportedly Clive Palmer's getting in on the act. He's going to spend about $2 million promoting the no vote. Um, by Clive Palmer's standards, that's quite a small amount of spending on a political campaign, so maybe he's a soft no.
2: Yeah, well, he spent $117 million at the 2022 federal election, yeah. which is a marker difference. Yeah, maybe he doesn't care too much about this one. At least he doesn't care enough about this one compared to getting a seat in federal parliament last last year.
0: And British-Irish actor Sir Michael Gambon, known for playing Albus Dumbledore in Harry Potter, has died at 82. So Gambon's family said the actor died peacefully in hospital with his wife Anne and son Fergus at his side. Um, he was a cult hero for Harry Potter fans. He'd been acting for more than 50 years and won four BAFTAs.
2: Yes, it's funny what he's um, known to people for doing. I guess a lot of younger, well, not even youngerish people, millennials now who are in their 30s um, would know him from Harry Potter because he played such a key beloved character. Um, but as you say, he's been five decades in the making you know he's a, um, a very very well-known British actor and of course Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint they're the two who play um, Harry Potter and Ron Weasley have come out and said that he was a brilliant effortless actor and they called him a personal role model which is nice. And if you're in Melbourne mm, the city is going to go off today with more than 100,000 pies And Lions fans, we can assume, are expected to line the streets for the return of the AFL Grand Final Parade to the city. Hooray! So the league listened to the massive boos from last year's show as the stars floated down the Yarra River. Um, Many spectators were just too far away from their teams to know who they were even looking at. So that didn't land very well. Um, This time, though, we're staying on dry land at the Grand Slam Oval at about 1030 and then it'll track through the city into Yarra Park. Enjoy, Melbourne.
0: Yeah, God, Melbourne rocks sometimes, doesn't it? Like, I just couldn't imagine this happening in Sydney, 100,000 people lining up to, you know, welcome their teams through the city the day before the grand final, even having a public holiday for the grand final, um, as well as a public holiday for the Melbourne Cup coming up in November. um, The city just rocks and really gets around their sport in an incredible way. So have a great day if you're in Melbourne today. Um, In Sydney, there'll be the NRL grand final on Sunday and it looks like it's going to be 35, 36 degrees, Jan.
2: Yeah. Well, that's expected if it is, if it does hit those those, um, figures, that's expected to be a record. I think the previous record was 2014, it hit about 34 degrees, so it'll be a very, very hot one for the Panthers as they go head-to-head with the Broncos. The city that should really be celebrating is Brisbane because this is maybe, well, is it the first time? Certainly very rare to have two Brisbane teams in two grand Mm. finals on the same weekend.
0: Yeah, if they win both, wow. Brisbane might be the nah, place to be.
2: Nah, I'm going for the Panthers. I want them to, to win three times back-to-back. Can they do it?
0: Good to see you sticking up for your Western Sydney Roads, Jan.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: I know you'll be glued to the TV for every minute of that game, um, Jan, even though your real team, the Bulldogs, is not playing. I'll catch you later. Have a good weekend. About to talk rats in New York.
1: So this next video is absolutely crazy. I need everybody to submit a complaint to 311. This is video of mice infested at Grand Central Terminal.
0: Okay, if you want to see the New York rat guy's TikTok or rat talk, uh, his handle is NYC underscore KB. Kenny Bolwerk, thank you for joining us on the briefing. Thanks for having me. So when did you first really notice the rats in New York?
1: I noticed the rats in New York when I first moved here about five years ago, they were coming from everywhere under the subway, from the outdoor dining structures, and just in general, walking down the sidewalk, feeding on the trash. So multiple locations.
0: So were they way worse in New York than the other cities you'd spent time in in America?
1: Big time. I've lived in St. Louis, Missouri. I lived in Oklahoma City. I lived in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I've never seen anything like rats in New York City.
0: Right. So just there was more of them, and were they also behaving differently?
1: There's more of them. Um, they're just out in plain sight. They're just everywhere. They're feasting on the on the garbage that people leave outside. And it's, New York's known for being a dirty city. It's not the not the most clean city around, but I've seen the most rats I've ever seen in New York.
0: Okay, so you start videoing them, posting to TikTok. What happens?
1: I started posting on TikTok about in January 2023. People were so fascinated by it that they wanted to add the rats to their itinerary when they came to visit New York City. So we successfully shut down a couple of construction sites where the rats were. So season one um, was what we call it, was Rat City. And season mm. two was Shrimp City. So it was two different locations that got very popular on TikTok. Where up to 10,000 people are watching each night. Then people who are watching and fans on the TikTok page asked if they could come in and actually go on a tour with me, a rat tour.
0: Right. So when you say season one, season two, what do you mean? Like a series
1: of, of TikTok videos? Yeah, a series of different rat locations. So right. season one was in Sunnyside, Queens. Season two was located right by Rockefeller Center. So that's where the, the big outbreak of rats were. I'm not talking about one or two. I'm talking about at least 50 to 100 rats in, a, in an area. And that's what I mean by seasons. It's more like an area.
0: Okay. So you zone in on this particular infestation in a particular location.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Zone in on the particular location that's infested. Um, We go there, we film, we submit the complaints and we submit the video to 311. 311 is New York City's agency that deals with getting rat complaints. And we film all the different rat spottings we had. So like I said, 50 to 100, maybe even more per area. We were sending them in. People from around the world were helping as well and submitting Mm. these rat complaints.
0: Okay, so you've now got 240,000 followers on TikTok. Clearly, there's a bit of interest in New York's rats. Were you surprised by the sort of numbers you were seeing on these
1: videos? Yeah, I was very surprised because, first off, I try so hard to make good content, good quality videos by going out, filming all the cool things New York City has to offer. Mm. But then I started to film the rats, and I was like, no way, this is what people really want to see. But each night, the numbers kept going up, and each night, I kept leaving my apartment around 10 p.m. at night to go out and film the rats because people wanted to see it. They kept asking, when am I going to to go film them again? Uh, Who are you going to help next? They said, come to my area, New York City. I have a problem in my area, so then we go different spots around New York, and this kind of started (laughs) to get more popular and more popular.
0: So why do you think there is this deep fascination with rats, and rats in particular in New York?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's something that's like going on a safari out in the jungle. You never know what you're <laughs> going to see. It's so unexpected. It's entertaining. It's unpredictable. You never know what you're going to see in the streets of New York City after dark. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, it's just entertaining. People really like to see like, what's going on in New York City, um, and especially with the rats. They want to see if it's really as bad as they think it is. And they have a live stream now. That they can watch right from the palm of their hand and really see, like, wow, it is as bad as you know, the news says it is sometimes.
0: So New York is probably the most talked about city in the world. It, it seems like everyone, especially in the West, probably the Eastern world as well, has a fascination with the Big Apple. Partly it's because it's, it's seen as one of the most glamorous cities in the world. It's, it's got the, the highest of the highs in terms of celebrity, money, commerce, fashion. But this seems to show a different side of it. Do you think it's that juxtaposition that is part of what fascinates people about New York and the rats of New York.
1: Yeah, big time. I think it's a big juxtaposition that people can't believe, for one, how expensive it is to come to New York City. A lot of people can't afford to visit New York City, so they get to watch from their comfort of their couch and see what's really going on in the Big Apple. Um, New York City is like a brand. Like I talk to a lot of people like Nike, any kind of big brand that's out there, Coca-Cola. New York City is a brand. and When people wear New York or they have a New York logo, people Mm. really care about What's going on in New York? So it's a big juxtaposition. It costs a lot of money to live here. Uh, We pay a lot of money in taxes each year, but we still have trash on the sidewalks. And that's kind of like the picture I'm trying to paint is that how can this happen when you live in a city like New York City where there's rats everywhere? Because I'm sure you don't see as many rats as you've probably seen on my TikTok page Mm. back over there in Australia and land down under.
0: What is the deeper answer to that fairly big question? What is going on in New York? If it is a city with so much glamour and money, why does it have this big rat problem and this darker side to it?
1: Yeah, I think there's a a number of different ways why it has this issue. Number one, outdoor dining after COVID or during COVID, the city allowed dining structures for restaurants to have a, a permanent structure outside so you can eat outside now. And in New York City, that's probably the the worst thing possible because that's where the rats like to hide and nest under. So it may seem like it's a nice European kind of version (laughs) of outdoor dining. It's not nice by any means. Uh, The trash is outside. The city just recently required businesses to put trash cans out for the first time. Can you believe that? For the first time ever, we have trash cans. It's 2023. (laughs) I can't believe it. But they're finding businesses that don't use trash cans. It's crazy to see New York City be what it is because of the rats and there's they're making steps to the right direction but still old city new york's very old old infrastructure we have the subway the underground whatever you want to call it um, rats have an easy way to find their way around
0: okay so tell us about the tours are people actually paying money are you are you making a living out of this now these rat tours how how popular are
1: they yeah so i'm not necessarily making a living out of it um, they're free tours so anyone can sign up when they're coming to visit new york city And we kind of walk around a little area it takes about 45 minutes from three different locations, starting the Grand Central Terminal. So we walk around three different areas and we see rat infestations. We're not talking about one or two. We're talking about, like I said, 50 to hundred um, that you're going to see in a, in a short 45 minute span. Um, I do sell my rat merch and stickers <laughs> like that just to kind of help, you know, with some of the things that cost money. But sometimes people do out of the kindness of their hearts, they do donate, you know, a couple bucks here and there for a tip because it's, they really want to see rats when they come to New York and I'm <laughs> showing them the rats. If you're
0: not really making a living out of it, why are you doing it?
1: I'm making a living in other ways that I do social media. So I do a lot of small business showcases. I, I do TikTok walking tours around New York City. And this is just kind of another chapter in my own TikTok page. So it's helping me get free media exposure. I wouldn't be on this podcast if it wasn't for mm-hmm. the rats. So it's helping me get for some free media exposure, which is nice. I don't have to pay that out of my pocket. And it's just being able to meet new people from all around the world. I actually met a family from Australia that came to visit New York City. They didn't go on the rat tour; they went on the regular tourist tour. But I'm um, <laughs> being able to meet so many cool people from around the world that would have never been able to uh, able to meet.
0: Okay, so for you personally or or professionally, it, it showcases your ability as a social media content maker, and that's your profession. And this is just a way of gaining followers and demonstrating that you know how to get a following. <laughs>
1: Yeah, know how to get a following and know how to show some of the real stuff on New York city streets. A lot of these social media content creators, they kind of show, you know, the juxtaposition side of things, all the nice glitz and glamour. I'm showing everything glitz, glamour and the real streets of New York.
0: Yeah. So interesting. So what, what is actually being done? Are they, is the city taking this seriously? I noticed that you've been talking about the rat czar. This is a position the city of New York has created. Tell us about that position and what else they're doing to actually fix the problem.
1: Yeah, so the city did hire a rat czar, but I am the rat daddy. I hold the rat czar accountable, making sure that when people do submit complaints, that the rat czar is actually going to those complaints or sending the city resources to those complaints. So I'm the kind of person that's making sure that if somebody's complaining, they don't have the voice like I do, that I'm going to show up and make sure the city is actually doing something about it. Um, The city has been making strides in the right direction by installing trash cans and making different businesses get trash cans. At the same time, they're going backwards because they're allowing the outdoor dining structures Mm. permanently, and that's a big thing that's causing a big mess. Um, They are starting to find businesses that leave trash on the sidewalks, so that's a good step in the right direction. So they're making small steps in the right direction, but this all should have been done 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, so when you say New York didn't have trash cans, you meant that people just put the plastic bags of rubbish, no bin around them, no metal, no plastic bin. They just put the bags out on the street to be collected overnight.
1: Exactly. So I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. We have alleys in the back behind our homes and we have big trash bins, big trash canisters where all the trash would go. When I first moved to New York City, it was a culture shock because I was like, why is there so much trash piled up, up and down mm. on the sidewalks? And then you would start to notice the bags, how nicely stacked they were, but it was still trash. You're just like, wow, those, those bags look so nice, but it's, it's still trash laying on the sidewalk. So yeah, just trash everywhere on the sidewalk and each restaurant responsible for having their own trash company come and get it
0: no wonder it's a rat paradise you just got rubbish piled up. that is so strange to think that's a problem they haven't solved yet you're saying they're on the way to fixing it do you think they ever will sort this problem out in new york or or is it just too dense for them to properly manage all this stuff
1: i think eventually they can definitely make strides to make new york city uh rat free in certain areas we're not going to see these 50 to 100 things running around but it's going to take a lot of different help from different people in different communities. So it starts with yourself being able to know that you know trash goes into the trash can. It's amazing how much sometimes people don't have much common sense when it comes to picking up trash and throwing it in the trash can. Uh, but it starts with the people, then it starts with the businesses, and then it just starts with the leadership enforcing the laws that they're putting into place. Because if you're not going to enforce anything then everything's going to stay the way it is. But I think it can happen. I've seen a lot of great other cities around the country, around the world um, that use big trash canisters and that would really help by putting everything away and making it look good.
0: Wow, you're becoming a real expert. (laughs) In rats, maybe you should start consulting on rat policy.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. If you have any rat issues around the world, Paris, I heard you're bad, let me know.
0: (laughs) Paris, if you're listening, Rat Daddy's ready to roll. I'm ready. Kenny, great to speak to you. Thanks for your time. Yes, thanks so much for having me on. That was Kenny work or on TikTok, NYC underscore KB. Just can't believe that about the rubbish bins in New York. Like, get some bins. It is bizarrely fascinating, and I think the rats exemplify this, just how such a sophisticated city can't manage simple things like garbage or rats. But maybe they'll get it together, and Rat Guy will have to find a new hobby. All right, that is it for Monday to Friday Briefings. Tomorrow, the weekend briefing with Jamila Rizvi. Jamila, who are you speaking to this week?
2: Hey, Tom. Hey, team. It is our final weekend briefing episode for this special series we have been doing, and I have had a chat with Hannah Ferguson. If you haven't heard of Hannah, you've probably read her words. Hannah is the founder of Cheek Media. She's also the CEO, and they have an enormous following on social media and what Hannah is really good at is taking complex political subjects and making them digestible and understandable not not by dumbing them down or talking down to people but by making them relevant and understandable. She's just released her first book and she joined me to talk about everything from hashtag me too The politics of gender, getting cancelled, and we even explored whatever happened to the girl boss.
0: Hannah Ferguson from Cheek Media. Um, She certainly um, brings a lot of passion to her argument. So that'll be a really interesting conversation. Thank you, Jamila. And thank you to our hardworking team here at The Briefing. Um, Make this show possible. And thank you for listening. Um, If you're enjoying The Briefing, please share some of our episodes on social media or rate and review in your podcast app. Catch you later. Listener.